an iconic trio here live from Barclays Center to talk to you about Aces Liberty Basketball. Lockdown Women's Basketball starts now. You are Locked On Women's Basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Well, hi there and welcome. We are coming to you from the media workroom at Barclays Center following what was a, let us say, difficult 108-74 win for the Aces, loss for the New York Liberty. I am Howard Magdal, host of Lockdown Women's Basketball and, of course, uh, editor and founder of the Next Women's Basketball Newsroom. This is the great Jackie Powell, who is our New York Liberty beat reporter, social media editor extraordinaire, does incredible work over a Bleacher Report as well. And I, I don't even feel the need to introduce the third member of our trio, but I hope you see Barbara Streisand, iconic singer, actress, entertainer, product of this city that we are in. And Barbara Streisand today, I feel confident, had a better day than the New York Liberty. Jackie Powell, when you think about camp day, when you think about the type of energy that we thought we'd have there, how much did it differ in your view from what we were expecting? And before you answer that, I want people to know, we're going to talk to Liberty, we're going to talk Aces, we're going to talk about what it means for both of them. But let's start there, Jackie. So when it came to the energy, I mean, from the crowd, it was quite electric. Mm -hmm. You know, the kids were so excited. And here I have the box score and there were almost 10,000 people in attendance. Yeah, you love to see it. You that, love to see that, it. That's, that's sort of the goal the Liberty should be looking for every single game. Mm -hmm. I think if you ask them, if you said, what is your, let's say, three-year goal, something along the lines of 10,000 per game is a reasonable place to get to, especially now that we are, you know, and to the extent that there is such a thing as post-pandemic, we are post-pandemic. Yes, or languishing pandemic. Let us say it that languishing. way. That, that is perhaps more effective to say because, well, we don't have to talk about that, but certainly mm -hmm. it is It is certainly with us. I hope you're all being very careful. You notice we are being very careful here in an indoor facility right now. Um, to that end and to the specifics of the Liberty, I, I, we had a chance to talk to Sandy Brandello after the game, and it was notable to me that she pointed out Natasha Howard, Michaela Onyenwere, are the two players who gave her effort today. Yeah. She was very clear about that. She uh, <laughs> used some uh, colorful language to describe the nature of the performance oh, yes. as well. And so, you know, just to me, she called it a May game. Yes. And I thought that was so telling. Mm -hmm. Jackie, no one pays closer attention to this beat than you do. When you see this type of now, it's a three-game losing streak, yep. how concerning is it that there's there's ebb and flow to every season, but to see the ebb happening now at a critical time during playoff positioning? Well, I think it's, it's tough. Um, I think for the Liberty, it starts at, and I think Sandy has said this quite a bit, it's 
it's based on two factors. It's based on getting healthy mm-hmm. and it's based on establishing more consistency. And, you know, even in 2021, the Liberty struggled with both of those as well. No doubt. Um, Especially down the stretch, by the way, we should just note. Yes. I mean, the on-ramp for Natasha Howard when she was recovering from that sprained MCL was, that was a struggle. Mm-hmm. It took them a long time to get her to where she needed to be. Right. And that's something that I think about when we think about Jocelyn Willoughby and potentially Benajah Laney returning. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I think with Beck Allen, who Beck Allen is someone who returned to the Liberty on Tuesday night, um, I'm not as concerned. I think it's more about, as Sandy has been saying, it's about her getting her um, her quickness back. Mm-hmm. And I think when you're out for over a month, you're going to lose that. Um, but when it comes to watching her play and her cognition and things of that nature, I think knock on head or wood (laughs) that, you know, this is what that Beck is sort of, you know, in the clear because concussions are are very serious. And after Chanae Gumake whacked her in the head, Mm -hmm. um, I was very concerned. Yeah. Understandably. So I I do want to mention, I should have mentioned this up top, but I just want to tell you, you can listen to us every weekday. You just subscribe wherever you get your podcast. You can subscribe to us on YouTube as well. Uh, It is free. And what it is is a daily look at what we at the next are doing covering across the landscape of women's basketball. So go to the nexthoops.com. Make sure you're reading all the amazing work that's coming from Jackie and so many others. Subscription there is $9 a month, $72 a year. It all goes to the writers, editors, photographers who are covering women's basketball 24-7, 365. We're really grateful to all of you who have already stepped up and do it. And we look forward to seeing more of you in the future. Now, when we talked to Michaela, when we talked to Sammy Whitcomb after, uh, they were the ones brought to the podium. Uh, what was striking to me is you talked about consistency. And a thing I always look for in a team, whether it's doing well or, frankly, when it's struggling especially, is how does the language mm. of that team line up? And so that word consistency, it kept coming back in what Michaela was talking about as it related to her own game and what we're seeing was a clear step forward this week mm-hmm. and what she wants to see out of her team and what Sammy Whitcomb, who knows as well as anybody in that uh, on that roster how to win a championship, is looking for as well. Do you see this team, for all of their disconnectedness on the defensive end, as sounding connected in your mind as of right now? Um. Yeah, I think they do sound connected in that I believe that the locker room is completely bought in, mm-hmm. in that they all were were pissed, as they should be, losing by over 30 points. Mm-hmm. And I think there is a general sense of we have to make an adjustment, we have to make a change. Mm-hmm. And that even is going to come from, you know, some of the players that have come in that other teams are now figuring out. So something that I've noticed is that both Han Chu and Maureen Johannes have taken, um, and this was very interesting, I tried to sugarcoat this question mm-hmm. for Sandy Brondello, and she said to me, she said, no, you, you mean they've taken a dip. Mm-hmm. 
And she corrected me. And I said, yes, yes, they have. Um, and when Maureen Johannes and Han Shu are playing well, they are role players that help fuel the Liberty. You know, when everyone is so focused on Sabrina Ionescu, when you see Han Shu and Maureen Johannes playing their games. It's a great question. Yeah. The team, it's a different team. And I think the way this team was built is it is built around Sabrina Ionescu, but it also functions at its best when the pieces around her are empowered and have purpose. So to that end, you know, we talked about when and how we're going to see this, right? And to me, a lot of the question comes back to, are they going to be able to adjust to just a particular quirk in the schedule? And you pointed this out to me. I was asking the players, asking Sandy about it. Sammy said, uh, you know, there might be on an individual basis, might be at a team basis, but tell me and tell the viewers and listeners at home what is coming up for the New York Liberty, because we're we're not usually here at two o'clock in the afternoon doing post game. No. So the Liberty and um, I think I was talking, I was talking to a bunch of people and then I finally realized I looked at the schedule. I was like, oh, my God. They have three camp games in a row. Mm -hmm. So they have today. Mm. Then on, um, they don't play again until Tuesday against the Sun, and that is another camp game. And then they travel to the Mystics. I, I feel like that's on Thursday, but don't quote me on that. We could look at the schedule. But then mm -hmm. their next game is against the Mystics on the road. Mm -hmm. So three camp games in total, two of which are on the road. And... A note that I made while watching this game was I looked at the roster and I thought about it. I was like, okay, who are the players who have never experienced a camp game before? Mm -hmm. And it was around maybe half. Mm -hmm. So Han Shu. Mm -hmm. uh, well, yeah. Well, actually, so Han Shu experienced a camp day, but I believe she didn't have to really play in one, if hmm. that makes sense. It does. It does. Um, Maureen Johannes, I believe, came over after the Liberty's 2019 camp game. Mm -hmm. So that's two. Right. Uh, Mikhail Onyenwede was a rookie last season. There were no camp games. Mm -hmm. uh, Dee Dee Richards, same with her. Mm -hmm. uh, Crystal Dangerfield was a rookie in the Wubble season. Right. And last but certainly not least, you have Sabrina Ionescu. And there was definitely a bit of a lag there from what we had been seeing, you know, to just go back to that word consistency. It was just notable Sabrina, who has been about as consistent as they come. Mm -hmm. You know, ultimately, I guess before we get into the aces, I'm just curious to ask the third member of our trio if there's anything that she would like to add, um, you know, something, some sense of what you are hoping for out of the Liberty over the remainder of this season. Oh, she brought a friend. Her name is Judy. Judy. Oh, look at that. That's so nice. So let's sing a song. Happy days are here again. Oh, 
Barbara, thank you. And thank you for sharing Judy with us as well. I really appreciate that. I also want to give a big thanks to Bet Online. <laughs> BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs, Major League Baseball, and of course, and most significantly to me, the WNBA and women's basketball. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action for all the games, men's and women's. BetOnline, where the game starts. And I dare say that the Las Vegas Aces destroyed, if you had any taking the under out of this one, <laughs> with a 108-point performance. They tailed off pretty badly in the fourth quarter, amusingly enough, ended up at 53.5 shooting. Am I right about 53.5%? Yeah, and 48.5% yes, from three. three. Just absolutely a dominant performance. Jackie, I know you spent some time in the locker room post game. Take us through what the mood was, what it felt like there. Oh, there was dancing and there was music and Amaya was um, was there talking to her mother, Dierica Hamby. Uh, she tripped in the locker room and we were like, oh no, is Amaya okay? And mm -hmm. I said to Dierica, I said, yeah, I was there All-Star and I, there at All-Star and I saw that, you know, she stubbed her finger and it, it hurt and she cried. And I mean, it was, it was, it was a very jovial locker room as you could I imagine. would imagine. If you could identify what it is that Sid Colson brings to this team, she's somebody who I don't feel like is talked about enough. Mm -hmm. She's somebody who I know we were eager to hear from. I was glad you had the chance to talk to her after. How do you define it? How does she define the work that she has done? Because again, and we'll talk about this a little bit, but the bench is going to be critical for the Las Vegas Aces for all the focus on their starting five, and rightly so, that bench is going to help determine whether they have enough gas in the tank to get all the way to the end. Yeah, I mean, so Sydney Colson, I mean, thank God there was not a DNP today. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I would have been incredibly critical of Becky Hammond if that were the case. Um, but Sydney Colson got a bit under 10 minutes mm -hmm. of, of play today. And I think... I, I spoke to her sort of about her role and, and especially when you think about who Sydney Colson is known to be, she's known to be someone who knows how to play defensively mm -hmm. and, you know, can run, can be a backup point guard in this league and knows how to defend. I mean, if it were not for Sydney Colson, the Hamby heave wouldn't have happened. Mm -hmm. And I think that's such a great point. Um, Sydney's defense was what completely frustrated Courtney Vandersloot to turn the ball over. Mm -hmm. And I believe that Sydney Colson's IQ on, I guess, both ends, but mostly defensively, it's going to need to help this team uh, going down the stretch. Um, it, it is clear to me that Becky Hammond does not maybe trust her in a way that I think maybe she should be. Mm -hmm. um, but Colson is a pro's pro mm -hmm. and a wonderful interview, as always, we know. Always. And someone who one day I hope to see on my television, not playing basketball, but entertaining us all. No doubt in my mind we will. Um, but she and I talked post-game, and, and we sort of talked about her role. And she said, listen, you know, what I'm here to do is provide – what people don't necessarily see 
Mm-hmm. You know, I'm someone who provides intangibles all the time. That quote, the, that word, uh, to over-communicate. Yes, that is what she said to me. I love that. She said, it is, it is my job to be an over-communicator on this team. Um, and she noted that when, and to be quite honest, this, this dovetails into the Liberty's downfall. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of their defensive struggles have come from pretty much no communication defensively. Mm-hmm. And so what they allowed the Aces to do is they allowed them to play their game, which is that isolation style. You know, you're not seeing those those helps. You mm-hmm. know, I think something that defines the Liberty's defense, and this is something that I would really like to dig into, actually, mm-hmm. is the fact that you have a lot of really good help defenders and mm-hmm. people who can recover quickly. And we didn't really see anyone moving quickly today from the no. Liberty. And Sandy pointed that out too. Oh, it, she did. It, yeah, it was it was really interesting to see. And agreed, it's something where connectivity is something that needs to extend just beyond holding each other accountable in a verbal way. It has to hold mean holding each other accountable every single play. So it, it's something that needs to happen. In terms of the aces themselves, I do go back to the minutes distribution. Yes. And I wrote about it at the nine earlier this week, and it was something that this blowout allowed them to do. Uh, The high, as we're looking through the box, is Kelsey Plum at 23. Uh, This is coming off of, uh, as of coming into today, uh, Plum and Jackie Young are two of the top three in the entire league in minutes played, and five of the top 25 in minutes per game were the Aces starting Five. Do we ultimately think that short of a 30 point blowout that the aces are using their bench enough or is back to need to do more between now and August 14th to make sure that these numbers that we're looking at are in the 20s and not in the 30s? Oh, I think she's going to absolutely do more. And I, I but or she needs to. I don't know if she will. Mm-hmm. When you asked her about this on Tuesday, mm-hmm. it was very clear to me that she only trusts three people hmm. off that mm-hmm. bench. Yep. It's Raquana Williams, mm-hmm. who they refer to as Bay, Bay mm-hmm. Bay, whatever her nickname is. Sure. It is Eliana Rupert, mm-hmm. who she also says comes with a caveat. Mm-hmm. She is 20 or 21 years old. That she is. Um, she's basically, she's Han's age. Mm-hmm. And then Kia Stokes, who I... She's a limited player. Kia Stokes is a limited player by any measure. Yes, thank you. Is the the easiest way, I think, to put that. And when you talk about consistency, she can be very inconsistent. That is very true. But, of course, I'm sitting here and I'm talking about their need to stay, um, uh, what's what's the phrase I'm looking for, fresh. Mm -hmm. And they made 34 of the 35 free throws. Mm-hmm. And all of them down the stretch to beat the Liberty on Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. And they come out here less than 48 hours later and they hit 16 threes and they crush the team again on the road going west to east. Mm-hmm. And at some level, I feel like a little bit of a dummy here talking about the, the need to do this. Is it possible that, you know, clearly they know what the limitations of their own players are? Um, yes and no. I, I mean, I, I think... The struggles that we saw from them going into the all-star break mm-hmm. are really real. Mm-hmm. And I think they're going to come up again. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I really believe that 
unless this bench is given more of an opportunity mm-hmm. and there's some more player development in there, that there, there are going to be some struggles. I mean, mm-hmm. to be quite honest, this reminds me of a Bill Lambeer team yeah. where you would have between two and four players who were sort of glued to the bench mm-hmm. and they wouldn't get an opportunity. And what would happen is during the playoffs, that team would combust because their opponent would have someone just go off mm-hmm. and the, the Liberty or the Liberty and even Bill's aces too, wouldn't That's be true. able to stop that person. I remember when Beck Allen was one of those people who couldn't get in the game, could have helped some of those Bill Ambeer teams mm-hmm. as well. So, you know, we want to thank you obviously for making lockdown women's basketball your first listen every day. Uh, but we were, Jackie and I were walking around here before, we kept seeing all these men in basketball uniforms as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did a little digging, and it turns out there is a, a basketball team who plays here in, hold on, I wrote this down, in the National Basketball Association. There's a, there's a men's basketball league called the NBA, and there's even a Brooklyn team there. They're called the Nets, and it seems like they play here, I guess, during the WNBA offseason, um, it seemed when I asked around about it, I said, oh, you know, uh, do they play championship basketball here? Uh, I got a lot of people grumbling about it and, you know, talking about, you know, some uh, Kevin Durant this and uh, trade request that. Whatever it is, they, they don't seem as uh, enthusiastic, let's say, as uh, obviously the New York Liberty fans uh, who came 10,000 strong here. But I do. I encourage you to expand your mind, and for your second listen, get up to date on the latest news and rumors in the NBA in just 30 minutes every day with Locked on NBA. Locked on NBA, your daily NBA in just 30 minutes. Uh, Before we go, uh, Jackie, obviously uh, we had Barbara, uh, who was here, Mm -hmm. also head into the Aces locker room, and I, I asked her if she could give us a sense of what the aces thought of my skepticism and your skepticism Mm -hmm. over their minutes played by starters. And this is what she said they had to say. I am very much looking forward to you and I doing Locked On Broadway together (laughs) one of these days. Well, Jackie Powell, it is delightful as always to see you. I'll see you this evening at our playbook, our playback, Playback. excuse me, a playback at 8 p.m. tonight, uh, Eastern time for, uh, until then, however, I am Howard McDowell reminding you to listen to us Every weekday, the great Missy Heydrich will be hosting tomorrow, talking to Tony East about all things Indiana fever. Thank you for your time and for making us your first listen every day. Have a wonderful Thursday. You are locked on women's basketball. 
your daily podcast on women's basketball. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.